Good evening, church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name's Cole. I'm the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ, and this is Dan Spath. He's one of our elders. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. And if you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to check out our website at www.churchofvictoria.com, or you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash vctchurch. Church, if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share the video. That really helps us out. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel and You've got the bell turned on so you get notified every time we post a video. Um, this is our Thursday evening conversation yep. through the Law and the Prophets mm -hmm. where we sit down and we're discussing some of the uh, most interesting people and most interesting situations. And not verse by verse. We're just kind no, of No, we're not doing verse by yeah. verse. No, yeah. we are in the book of Genesis. Yep. We're in Genesis chapter 13. That's where we're going to pick up. Uh, and uh, let's go ahead and get started. So, brother, okay. if you let's kick pray. us off with some prayer. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have to uh, to be together tonight to uh, to share another uh, another part of your word with uh, with this uh, with our audience. We pray your blessings upon all of us as we as we study and as we learn. Help us, Father, to have the courage to apply the things we learn to our lives. Thank you so much for this technology that we can use to uh, to reach out to such a diverse group. And thank you so much for them as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, let me ask you, brother. How do you make decisions? Like ground, like if you're making a major decision in your life, what are some of the things that you're going to do? Well, I'm going to pray about it first. I'm going to pray okay. about the decision first to make sure that, uh, that, I'm, that I'm trying to get a, a connection to God with it. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to rely on people that are smarter about it than I am. Okay. Um, I'm, I didn't do that when I was younger. Uh, made a lot of decisions based on my own uh, ideas, but I'm going to listen to people that are smarter than I am. You know, if I'm gonna, if I was gonna open a business, well, I'm gonna talk to people. I did talk to people that that when I when I decided to start my own business, uh, I talked to some guys that had done it before, and I asked them what they did and how they were successful. What did they do to make it successful? And uh, and I applied that, and I used that, and and. You know, I mean, for what I wanted to do, it was successful. You know, I, so I'd pray about it, and, and uh, I didn't, I didn't do that when I when I made my went in my business because I wasn't a Christian yet, and it really didn't matter to me. Uh, but uh, you know, I guess uh, uh, you know, I'd want to make sure that the people that I've got that are t coming along with me, that they're on board. I'd want to make sure that I'm not making decisions apart from the people that are that are important in my life my wife, my kids, that kind of thing. So uh, I think, I think I'd, I'd, I'd start with God. That's the first place I, I would go. And then I'm going to talk to people that, that have done it. And then I'm going to make sure that I include my family. What does my family say? What, what, what do they want to do? You know, I mean, like when you made the decision to come here, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you and Jessica had some, some uh, major, major conversations about was this going to be good? Is it going to be the right thing? And I'm sure you were on your knees some. You were praying about it. Oh, yeah. God, what do I do? You know, is this really where you want me to be? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, and so, and then I'm sure that you talked to some people too. You know, I mean, I mean, if you didn't, that was not very bright to mm -hmm. not talk to some people and say, does anybody know anything about this place? You know, and, and uh, you know, thankfully you didn't talk to the wrong people. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I mean, I think that works for any decision we make. I mean, you you know, I mean, I'm sure you talk to some of your some of your instructors and or whatever, and 
people that you were close to, the guy in Alice that would baptize you. I'm, I'm sure you talked to him and, uh, and uh, just different people that you would talk to. So I think that, that you probably did the same thing that I'm sat talking about doing. Yeah. You know, so. Or so you, you mentioned, you know, when you started your business, though, you weren't a Christian, so, you know, you didn't really pursue God in prayer, you did, but you did talk mm-hmm. to some wise people. Are there any decisions that you can look back on that you made that didn't turn out well or that you wish you had given up in prayer? <laughs> you know, people are going to get sick of listening to me, man. You know, I made a lot of decisions that didn't turn out well. A lot of decisions that did not turn out well. Uh you know, the, you know, the, I just, you know, as I grew up in, in life, I mean, there, there was, all of us make decisions that we can look later and say, man, I could, I wish I had that do over. If I could take that back because that was, a, you know, I, and I made some decisions that really, I don't know why I made them, but it really worked out well that I made the right decision. And then I made some that were, you know, and I don't even know some of them were bad or not. Because I don't know how it would have turned out if I'd have made a dis- different decision there. You know, I mean, uh, some of the things that I did and didn't do, uh, you know, uh, you know, I could have, <laughs> I mean, all I can think of is the decisions I didn't make that I could have made, and it turned out really bad for other people, but I wasn't there because I made the decision not to be there. Mm. And so it turned out really bad for some other people. Uh, people went to jail. And I didn't, and I just decided I'm not going to do this. I'm not going there. Don't know why I decided that, but you know. So, uh, but yeah, there's there's been some decisions I've made that uh, that uh, I wish I could take back. You know, I think all of us. You know, I'm I'm not going to talk about them, but but there are things that I've done in my life that uh, that were were uh, they weren't they weren't based on God and they weren't godly and they were they were evil. And I wish I could do them over. Did you know that going in, making those decisions? Did you know? Let me tell you something, man. When people are doing bad stuff, they know they're doing bad stuff. Hmm. They know it's wrong. You know, you, you know. Well, I didn't know. No, you know. You know, when you when you do something, you know you shouldn't be doing. Man, little kids. Why? Why are they hiding? If you say, "What do you got?" and they, I don't got nothing. Why do they do that? Because they know. That they're not supposed to be doing it. They know it's wrong. You know, it's there's it's like it's bred into us from when we're when we're created, that that we're created to understand right from wrong. Hmm. And so yeah, I mean, I I I knew that there was things I was doing that weren't right. Yeah, I did them anyway, because back then, when we're when we're doing them anyway, we just don't have it. There's nothing to stop us because we don't have a connection to God or anything. We just do whatever we want. And we make excuses. Well, everybody else is doing it. Hmm. I mean, I can do it because everybody else is doing it. I can, you know, I mean, it ain't hurting nobody. You don't really realize how many people it is hurting. You know, you may not realize that, may not realize ever. But if you sat down and talked to somebody and said, what do you think about this is what I did? What do you think about that? Did you think about this, 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 and this? No, I didn't think about any of that because they didn't care. That's what sin does to us. You know, when we... When we're when we're doing bad stuff, we're gonna we're gonna kind of yeah well it's it, it's all right I'll I'll fix it later. And sometimes later you can't fix it later. You know because you know God's gonna hold you into account, and you may not get the chance to fix it later. 
we got you know we've talked about that there's a lot of people in the world that believe that they're right with God oh yeah and and you know and you listen to him listen to people talk you think man they don't they they're not they that's not what God says mm. And so we make decisions based on what religiously we think, what psychologically we think, and it and it's uh, and sometimes we can look at it and say, you know, this is not going to go well. This is not really a good idea. And we do it anyway, and then it turns out bad. And we think, yeah, I knew that was going to work well. I shouldn't have done that. We do it anyway. Why do we do it? Why do we keep doing it? Because we want to be like everybody else. We want we think we think we're we're something unique and special that we can make it work. When nobody else can, that will that will be the 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 guy that that pulls it off. After all, that no, it, I don't know. Just I think I think we just get caught up in the evil of it sometimes. I think. I believe James is the one who says that when we're we're carried away by our own desires and lusts. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's uh, that's typical of where we're at. You know, we're at we're at society. We see it a lot. We're dealing with it a lot. You know, we deal with it all the time. Yeah. You know with people caught up in all that nonsense and you know i mean decisions we make i mean they're important this you know if if we really understood i think this is something that we don't that i've got a limited amount of time here and if you're watching guys you got a limited amount of time decisions you make all of them are important there isn't any of them that aren't important they are going to be important for your kids for your family for your own life for your own spiritual well-being it's going to be important and you may make a decision to decide, I decide we're not going to go to church this week. We're going to go do this instead. And that may be the decision that turns your child into a place that, well, you see, it, church is not important. Mm. And now you've created this snowball going down a hill that you don't even know started. And it was because you made a decision that you knew you know, this is probably not a good idea, but I'm going to do it anyway because really, you know, I've been, had a long week and I really enjoy some recreation. Recreate on Saturday. Well, you know, and, and the text will read too, and, and we'll get to it eventually. I believe it's in Exodus. Um, the sins of the father be punished up to the third and fourth generation. Mm-hmm. And it's not God saying, I'm going to take out, no. you know, this, no. your sin on your kids. It's not what he's saying. What he's saying is that your children will grow up in your sin. They'll mm-hmm. see how you live. And they're going to do it. Yeah. You know, we all know it. Look, I, I wasn't always in the church. You know, I was in, I was in the world. I came to the church late, like like a lot of people. And, um, you know, I used to speak a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Just say it. it I used was, to cuss like a sailor. I, yeah, I was. Yeah, I used to cuss like, well, it wasn't like, not like a sailor, Dan. I was a soldier. So I used to cuss like a soldier. Okay, you cuss like a Gosh. soldier. You know no, but, but in all seriousness, and I remember... You know, my wife and I discussing it and her saying, you know, we need to clean up the language because we have kids. And sure enough, what did those kids pick up on oh, every yeah. time? Of course. Every time. Of course. And it's like that, but it's like that with everything. They're watching and listening to everything we do. And our kids are going to pick up our habits. Sure. Question is, what habits do you want them to pick up? Yeah. Do you want them to pick up a prayer habit? Yeah. And that's what I said while well, ago. The decisions you make, you know, most of the time, the decisions we make as parents affect negatively our children the most. Yeah. You know, they don't necessarily affect our spouse negatively, but they they can affect, you know, and, and it may not seem like it's something that's that big a deal, but it can be to them because they're seeing it from a prism that's different 
than ours is. They, they have a different, different vision that yeah. we have. And so they see it different. And then they process it different. And then pretty soon, you know, here we go. I mean, that's what's going to happen here, really, to Lot. I mean, you know, he's got a different perspective. And he's going to say, I want to go this. And him and Abraham are going to, Abraham are going to split. And it's a decision that, that is going to get people hurt in his life because right. of decisions he's going to make right here. Well, let's get into it. Let's okay. get into the text. Then we're in Genesis chapter 13. And, and we're going to be, uh, we're not going to go verse by verse, but we're going to look through at, the, at this narrative. Yeah. So Abram went up. So this is so Abram is now leaving Egypt. Remember last yeah. week mm-hmm. he went down to Egypt to escape the famine. Now he's coming back. And got in trouble from, with Pharaoh and did, because of yeah. his wife and all that. Yeah, he, we that's got, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now he's coming up from Egypt with his wife and everything he had. Lot went with him. And if you remember, Lot is his nephew. Yes. And so Lot came with him from Haran. He went down with him from Egypt. Now they're all coming up together. Abram had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and gold. From the Negev, he went from place to place until he came to Bethel, to the place between Bethel and Ai, where his tent had been earlier, and where he had first built an altar. There Abram called on the name of the Lord. Now Lot, who was moving about with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, but the land could not support them while they stayed together. They just got too big. Yeah. And while they got too big, an argument erupted, uh, and quarreling arose between Abram's herders and Lot's herders. So these guys were exceedingly wealthy in the land. They had sheep probably and oxen and livestock and, and all of this stuff. And they had so much so they had hands. They had hired hands in their in their house mm-hmm. that took care of this stuff for them. And so it was so they were so they had so much, just the two of them, that there became strife and fighting. So Abram said to Lot, this is in verse eight, let's not have any quarreling between you and me or between your herders and mine, for we are close relatives is not the whole land before you. Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. And if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. So Abram says, you know, hey, common sense pick. type thing. We need, you, you pick. Yeah, you pick. And I'll go. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Well, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, because Abram is, uh, probably has a relationship with God at this point that Lot does not have. You know, I want to look at it from that perspective. If I have a relationship with God that's different than yours, okay, I'm going to base, you know, if I say, you pick, well, I have every confidence that God's going to bless me no matter where I'm at. So it doesn't really matter if I pick left or right. It doesn't really matter because God's going to bless me anyway. And so Abram is completely comfortable. He says, look, if you want to go left, go left. If you want to go right, go right. I don't care. I'll go whichever way you don't because I know that I'm going to be okay because God's already talked to him and already told him, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you a great nation. You know, and we talked about it last week. How in the world did he forget that? When, what, what, what did God take the promise back? No, he didn't. Uh, Abram forgot. But, but we grow into these, into who we are by the decisions we make, both good and bad. That's right. We make good ones and bad ones, and it, and it creates who we are. It creates a personality in us. That's what our guys are watching. They've made decisions. There's some people that are that made really good decisions. Some people made some good ones and some bad ones. And it's and it's created in them a, a an atmosphere in their life of based on these good and bad decisions we've made. Hopefully we make more good ones than bad. And the closer we get to God, hopefully the more good ones we make. We make them based on Him and based on people around us that are better are better. Because a lot of the decisions I was making back then. I'm sitting in a carload of guys, and we decide whether we're going to go to this party or not. Okay? And I said, I ain't going. 
I got something else I want to do. You know, if y'all ain't, if y'all are going, let me out. I'll walk home. Right. We don't. None of us go. And an hour later, we find out that party got busted. Everybody went to jail. You know, if I hadn't been making, if I hadn't been with those guys, it's never been an issue to begin with. You know, it it just it's, you know, good decisions, bad decisions. Some of them you squeak through, but it creates who you are. You know, thankfully, I didn't have any family at that point. And so those decisions weren't affecting people that were close to me. Right. Here right. it is. But but Abram is looking at it and saying, hey, I got, I know God. Well, and I want to hit on that. So you, you mentioned as you draw closer to God, mm-hmm. these decisisions become better. They become godly decisions. Yeah. And we see, and I think we well, they're based on better, on on better content. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and I think with Abram, we see this is growth. We see, yeah. And we're going to see some growth over these two chapters with Abram. We're going to see him make these decisions. That's like whoa, because remember, in chapter twelve, he's taking control, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's a famine in the land. I better go down to Egypt. Yeah. Oh, there's a fam- there's now I'm down in Egypt. Oh well, I better tell him something about Sarah. I better handle all of these situations. Right? When God I'm not, had already promised him. When God had already promised him, right. Yeah. He wasn't relying on anything. Now we come here to chapter uh, 13, and now in chapter 13, it's like, we got a brand new Abram. Yeah. Now Abram's saying, hey, you know what, Lot? I, but I think it, but you know, but I think it's, Cole, I think I think it's the same thing we do. On one day we make a bad decision, next day we make a better one. And yeah. hopefully, the closer we get to God, we start making more better ones than bad ones. When I think, and I think that's what we're seeing in this narrative. I think you're right. I think, I think what happened in Egypt, we're seeing some stuff that we're getting the, we're getting the, uh, the cliff notes. Mm-hmm. Obviously some stuff went on. Abram came back to where he started, mm-hmm. built an altar to the Lord, sacrificed the Lord. And then he looks a lot and he says, Hey man, you, you pick right. I'll go left. You go left. I'll go right. Whatever you want to decide. Mm-hmm. I wanted to read out of Galatians real quick in verse 16. This is chapter 5, verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The reality is, our desires carry us one way. And for Abram, those desires were to rule over to rule over these decisions, to control these things, and to not trust in God. And I think that's the biggest thing that our flesh is going to tell us. We can't trust in God, because ultimately that's what it is. When you're stealing, when you when you want to steal things, you're telling God, you're looking at God and you're saying, I don't trust you to provide the things I need. I have to go out and get them myself. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we, we're doing when we commit theft, whether we realize it or not, we're looking at God and saying, you can't handle this. And that's unacceptable. And it's like that with everything. Remember David and, and Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. You know, David goes out and he gets Bathsheba, and God says, what? "All you did was have to ask. I would have given you whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? How many people do we know that struggle with sexual oh. immorality? Oh, you know, are but, they trusting in God to provide the thing no, the, the, it, to provide but, that but, mate? But you know, Cole, that's what we've been talking about. The closer I get to Him." The, the more likely it is going to be that I'm going to listen to what he tells me exactly. and, 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 and base my decision off of him and off of the people around because I'm going to have better people around me. You know, when I was, when I was in that car, I didn't have good people with me. <laughs> you know, they weren't good people. And, and so, you know, thankfully we didn't go that place. I didn't get busted. And, and, but, you know, the, the point is, is, is we get closer to God. We get better people around us. 
And then we, our families are, are tighter and they're starting to think like we do. You know, when I, when you, I said, I, I go to my family and make sure that this decision, you know, I, I, I'm going to run it by them. You know, is this, a, is this a good decision to make? You think, what do you think I ought to do here? And they're going to, they're going to be godly as well. So they're going to be, they're going to be telling me from a godly perspective. And that way, you know, that way you got a pretty good idea that this is a, this is a pretty good way to go. And let's be real blunt about it. We talk about getting closer to God and making better decisions. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? How do we get closer to God? And it's real simple. You got to know what his word says. Absolutely. And you got to obey it. Absolutely. It's really that simple. That's all it is. It's all it is. And by know what he says, I mean, know what he's promised you. Mm -hmm. What has he said? What has he promised me? What are the promises of God? You know, we sing that song, standing on the promises mm-hmm. of God, my, right? What are those promises? Yeah. And how can I, how do I stay? Because here's the thing. When we fail at temptation, the reality is we're not standing on his promises. We're yeah. not standing on the things he says. Mm-hmm. We're not trusting in the things he's promised. It's just that simple. And we can sit here for the next two hours and, and, and you and I go back and forth one promise after another after oh, another that he's given us. Oh, man. You know, and one of my favorite ones is this, you're forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. And how many people do we know who believe they're only saved by the skin of their teeth? Yeah. Yeah. His or, grace they, is... or they believe they can be saved any way they want, <laughs> yeah. doing whatever they want to do. Doesn't yeah. make any difference what God says. And they can just, and, and God's going to save us all. You know, and that's, that it's, was never the promise. It's like, how did we arrive at these two extremes? You know, I'm either barely saved or I'm, I'm, I'll be saved no matter what I do. Because we're completely full of ourselves and because we want what we want. And if I've got a God, if I've made, created my God to, to save me no matter what, then I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I don't have to study this. I don't have to read it. You know, if that's where you're at, then you need to reevaluate and rethink because that's not what God said. You know, I'm telling you, it's pretty simple. God says, do what I tell you to do. You know, it, it, you know, we can argue about this and argue about this doctrinal philosophy and all that. But really, when God says jump, you better be jumping. That's really all it's about to. Yeah. You know, he's not, it's not a, a, any, any more complicated than that. Jesus said the words I spoke will judge in the last day. How, how complicated is that? I mean, you, don't need, said, they, he, you guys don't need me to explain that to you. He also said that there are going to be those in the last days who called me Lord, Lord. Lord, didn't you prophesy in my street? Didn't you? Didn't we cast out demons by yep. your name? Didn't we do all these things? And he's going to say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Yep. We're not preaching a salvation of works. Understand that. No. That's not what we're talking no, about. We're, we're not. not saying you have to work for your salvation. What we are saying is you better hear and obey. Listen and follow I him. Am, I am not doing what I do. You are not doing what you do. To gain salvation. Nope. We are mm-hmm. doing what we do because we've been saved. That's right. That's why we're doing it. That's right. We do it because we've been saved. I, I, I'm going to do everything God tells me to do because I know he saved me. That's right. And I owe him. I owe him. I owe him my life. And I'm willing to give him my life. You know? That's right. So, and that's so, what, and Abram's coming to this. He's coming to that understanding We're seeing some of that Mm -hmm. come out in Abram, I think, in this chapter. We're Mm -hmm. seeing that reality that, oh, yeah, he has spoken to me. He has promised me things, and I can act on that. And we're seeing him act on it here, I believe, in chapter 13. So Lot, let's see how Lot does. What does Lot do? Now, Lot's been walking with Abram. Yes, he He has. He has seen Abram do stuff. He's seen him build the altars. 
I mean, I'm sure at this point, Lot probably knows of the promise that he's made, mm -hmm. that Abram has mm -hmm. been made. So Lot looks around, where in verse 10, looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan toward Zor was well watered, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of the Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, so this would be the land uh, west of the Jordan. Mm -hmm. So that would be between the Jordan and the Mediterranean yep. Sea, that section of land. And, and Lot picked the other side. And Lot picked the other side. Which in, when, when we get later on, it's going to be called the Trans-Euphrates area, yeah. right? Uh, so he lives among the cities of the plain and yep. pitched his tents near Sodom. Mm -hmm. Now listen to this. Now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly against the Lord. If Sodom is setting off some bells, it's because Sodom and Gomorrah came under some harsh punishment. We'll eventually get to that point. Mm -hmm. But notice here, even in the text, it notes the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning greatly before the Lord. Yet Lot still chose to pitch his tents there. Well... You know, you know I, I look at Lot like one of your kids. Okay. All right. Specifically one of my kids? Or one of my kids. Let's say one of my kids. <laughs> it's my fine kids either were, way. My kids were young and growing up, okay? Because it's not so easy now to influence them negatively now mm. because they're they, they're men with their own mindset, and they know right from Oh, so wrong. we're talking about not your grandkids. You no, know, no, I'm talking about, let's talk about when my kids were younger. Okay. No matter what I did, in some instances— they were still going to do what they were going to do. You know, I could influence them to go to church. I could influence. But when it got to a point, they were going to make their own decisions. Right. Okay. They were. Lot's going to make, whether he knows what, what Abram's involved with God, he's still going to make his own decisions. And this one's a bad one. Yeah. This is a bad decision. You know, would it have been any better to take the other side? Well, yeah, because the sinful place wasn't there. I'd like to see what Abram would have done with it to begin with, because yeah. Abram was not Lot. And you know, when my when when a, when a child decides, you know, I know what you tell me, I know what you've said, and I know all the all the songs, I can sing them all from heart, but I'm not going to church anymore. Mm. I don't care what you think. I'm not going to church anymore. Well, you know, and and you know, you think, well, what else could I've done? Well, they're going to have to find it for themselves. My boys. My boys had to they had to find for themselves, man, whether they were gonna where they were gonna buy into this because it had to become their faith. Lot's gonna have to find Lot's gonna get to a point where it's gonna become his faith. Right. Right now it's not. Yeah. Right now it's Abram's faith, and he's he's riding along on the coattails, and he said, I got a decision to make, got it. I'm going over here. Well, and I want I want us to pick up on the language here, because okay. the language here is very specific, right? So right. I'm going to read out of Genesis chapter 3. This is Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Right. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate. Now this is Genesis chap uh, chapter 13, verse 10. Lot looked around and saw that the whole plain of the Jordan towards Zorah was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. So Lot chose for, have you seen the, the similar pattern there? Yep. Right? This is one of the biggest things when we're making decisions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we look at something, it looks good. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that looks good. That new car on the lot, man, that new car looks good, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Doesn't it look good? Mm -hmm. But then 
you buy that car and now you're stuck now you're in debt and you're stuck at you see what i'm saying you got all these extra things added on it doesn't always play and it out. snowballs and it does yeah. it can snowball because now now you've got a 700 dollars a month car payment or a 500 dollars a month car payment or whatever car payment and now sunday morning comes and you can't you can't give anymore hmm. because you're spending all your money and now you've not only decided and now that's only the tip of the iceberg now you know, because you can't you can't give anymore. Now you 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 look at 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 church from a different perspective, and I'm just telling you that's what happens. Hmm. And and now that you're you're looking at at some other things, and now you and Mama can't seem to get along because you got what you wanted. When's she gonna get what she wanted? And now there's a conflict with between you and and your wife or you and your husband, and they're saying, wait a minute, how come you always get to pick the new car? You know, and, and or we could even look at it from the perspective of, uh, you know, a mate. Oh, this mate, it looks so good. She's mm-hmm. so good for me. Mm-hmm. Or he's so good for me. Mm-hmm. But he's not a believer. He's not in the church. Yeah. Doesn't go to church. Is not spiritually minded. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so easily deceived by things that look good for us. Because that's what Satan does. Mm-hmm. Things, you know, sin is attractive many times. I don't know. It's attractive. And you have to learn, you know, how to, how to, how to gauge it, how to look at it from a, from a different perspective. That's why when you're making decisions, God has to be first, but then you need to talk to people that have been there. That's right. Yeah. You know, you talk to someone and say, you think this is a good idea? And they say, are you, you know, have you lost your mind? No, it's not a good idea because of this, 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 and this, and this. And then if you go to the people around you and they say, oh, wow, dad, that'd be great, man. We have a big old truck, maybe that'd be awesome, man. But they've never had one. They never had to pay for one. So they don't know anything. You go to that somebody that, that had a certain circumstance like you, and they say, you better be careful. Yeah. You know, I've had to do that with young people lots of times. Tell them, you need to be careful. Because this is not, this has the potential to not play out well. I wonder if Abram thought that with, with Lot. What if he thought, boy, you know, man, you need to be careful here, man. Do you know who's over there? You know, we all know about these people. You know those people? You think you're strong enough to deal with them? And maybe a lot argued with him. We don't know. What if he did? What if all he could see was this well-watered plain looked like a garden that God created? And now he's now he's going to go over there and live. And now at some point, you know, the, the next chapter, he's going to have to be rescued. You and know? It, won't be the, it won't be the last consequence he has to pay. This decision has... Far-reaching Oh, far-reaching, far-reaching. Far-reaching consequences. I can't remember if it's in First or Second Peter where Peter talks about Lot, where he says that Lot was a, a righteous man who was trapped amidst the sinners that strained his soul. Is that in First Peter? I don't Peter? remember. I don't remember. We have to look that up. I'll have to no, look that look up. up. I can't. We'll, we'll, we'll look it up and come back yeah. to it. But P- I'm pretty sure it was Peter who talked about I, you know, Don't quote me on it. I'm going to look it up and find it. Um, so... Lot makes this decision. So, but then the Lord responds, and he responds specifically to Abram. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, Look around from where you are to the north and the south, to the east and west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I'm giving it to you again i'm going to stipulate here god told abram 
you go look through this land, and this is the land I'm going to give you. He didn't say some future land that doesn't exist. He didn't say any of that. He said specifically, this land that you're walking through, that you're looking through, the land of your sojourning, that's the land I'm going to give to you. It's very important that we understand that. That land promise was that land, not some other land. If you don't understand why I'm making a big deal about it, don't worry about it. It's we'll not for you. We'll get there. We'll get there. It is important. It is important. So Abram went to live near the great tree of Mam- uh, Mamre of, at, at Hebron, where he pitched his tents. There he built an altar to the Lord. And so we see that twice, right? We see it here at the beginning of the chapter, and we see it at the end of the chapter, right? Mm-hmm. He went to a place where he came to Bethel, and then, then Abram called on the name of the Lord. He built an altar where he first built the altar, calls on the name of the Lord. Then he continues his travels after him and Lot separate, and there he's building an altar, praising the Lord. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. We've got a great chapter here. He's beginning and ending, calling on the name of the Lord, trusting in the things that the Lord has said. I mean, for Abram, things are on the up and up. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's following. He doesn't even have to make a decision here, and God blesses him. Because the the one that is making the decision picks the wrong place. Picks the wrong place. You know, God wanted wanted Abram to have this land all along. God knew what Lot was going to pick. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why did God? How did God know that's what he's going? How does he know what we're going to pick? Because it's all it's all the stuff with the shiny, shiny, the the shiny stuff with all the bells and whistles. That's what we're always going to pick. You know, isn't it? Is that what we do? Yeah, yeah. You know, we we want the we want the shiny stuff. You know, that looks good. We don't want the the place that looks like it needs a lot of work. Man, I don't want to do all that work. I want the shiny stuff. You know, <laughs> I want the yeah. Man, I don't want to dig no wells. I want something that's already well watered. Don't make any difference. Well, the bad guys are there. Well, that don't matter. <laughs> that'll God be okay. Will t- God will take care of the bad guys. No, the bad guys will take care of you. That's the see. That's the problem with our a lot of our youth today. They want. I want what's shiny. I want the shiny stuff. Give it to me. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want. It. I want it. Give it to me right now. I want it now. And that's not the way to make decisions. Right. You know what does God say? Maybe sometimes you need to wait to make the decision and start reading and let God. You know, just read through the book and see what He says. If he if he talks about it anywhere, go to someone, you know that 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 uh, that has been there before, and let them tell you why it may be a good or a bad decision to make. Lot's going to find out really quickly here. This was not a good idea. Yeah, not a good idea. So, so we hit Genesis chapter fourteen, and so here we have a whole list of these these names of these kings. And all of these, this battle that goes on. And so it's a battle between four kings and five kings. And lo and behold, Sodom and Gomorrah are mixed up in this nonsense that's oh, going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. You know, king invades from the north. Um, and uh, he his group of kings come against Sodom and Gomorrah and their group of kings. And Sodom and Gomorrah and their group of kings lose the battle. And in verse 12, we, we hear... They sack, or excuse me, in verse 11, the four kings seized all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food, then they went away. In verse 12, they also carried off Abram's nephew Lot and his possessions since he was living in Sodom. Where was he living? In the middle of this nightmare. So he went from pitching his tents toward Sodom and just being around that area to living in it. Yeah. It's amazing how that sucks you it, in, isn't it? it it's... it's <laughs> You know, I mean, this is so applicable to life today. 
This is exactly really what is, happens. Yeah. You know, we, we pitch ourselves close to it. You know, we get, well, I'm not really involved in it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really. I'm not really doing it. It's over there. Yeah, I'm, over, I'm here. over here. And the next thing you know, man, <laughs> it slapped me in the mouth. You know, got my face in the dirt, and I'm, and I'm going, how in the world did I get over here? How did this happen? Well, what that's happened? what sin does. Sure, surely, you know. <laughs> it's amazing how some of this stuff parallels life today. It really it doesn't does. People are, people are no different. If people are no different. They're we, no different. You know, we, I know some people think that we're a lot different than, you know, people back then, but we're uh-huh. not. We're the same people. Yeah. Same, same people. people. Same people. Verse 13, a man who had escaped uh, came and reported this to Abram the Hebrew. Now, Abram was living near the great tree of Mamre, um, the Amorite, a brother of Eshcol and Anor, all who were allied with Abram. So not only, so, I mean, God has been blessing Abram not only with, you know, the livestock and everything else, yep. but he's mm-hmm. also blessing Abram with, with people, mm-hmm. right? When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. So he's he was uh, living near the great trees of Mamre, and then he, he goes in pursuit as far as Dan. So this is... Abram's traveling the whole breadth of the country in this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going after his his uh, nephew. During the night, Abram divided his men to attack them, and he routed them, pursuing them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. So now he's in Syria. Mm-hmm. Now he's gone up to Syria. He recovered all the goods and brought back his relative Lot and his possessions together with the women and the other people. So Abram takes 318 trained men and himself, travels across an entire country, defeats all of these kings where all the other kings couldn't get it done and rescues everybody. Mm-hmm. They need to make a movie out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And here we see God's promise coming true again. Mm-hmm. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. That's exactly right. Because what we started talking about, where's the seed at? Where's this seed mm-hmm. in, in Genesis chapter 3? That's right. Well, it's right here. It's in this guy. It's not him, but it's in this guy. That's right. And so God says, I'm going to take care of you, and I'm going to bless you. And he takes 318 trained men and goes and tackles an army. Yeah, and (laughs) wins. And wins, and the Lord is with him. He brings everybody out. After Abram returns, this is verse 17, from defeating, darn it, I was trying not to have to pronounce any of these names, Ketalamer, Ketalamer, that's, I'm going to go with Ketalamer. Uh, And the kings allied with him. The king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Sheba. Which, that is the Valley of the Kings. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. There is a whole lot there. We could do 45 oh, yeah, minutes we, just we on that. Yeah. Understand, church, Melchizedek, big deal. This yeah. is a big deal. Um, Hebrews, Hebrews, chapter six. I mean seven, somewhere in there. It is all about about Melchizedek. So we're not we're not going to Jesus. We're not going to jump into that. No. But this is understand, church, that this is a huge section of scripture. I mean, I, I could probably preach ten sermons on this. Right? Oh yeah. You know, yeah. or knowing me, I might try to do it in two. <laughs> but in reality, you could preach a lot out yeah, of this. There's could. a lot to teach here, and. We're, this isn't really the focus of this no, class, not. but understand about Melchizedek. He is a priest of the God Most High. He is also a king of Salem. He is a type 
of Christ. Yes. Christ is also king and priest. Yes. Okay? And so later in Hebrews, it'll talk about how he, how Christ is in the order of Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. This is the Melchizedek the it's referring. Not in order of a different kind of priesthood. Not in the order of the their ironic priesthood. priesthood. Right. Yep. So notice some of the things that happen here. He pronounces a blessing. He blesses Abram, and Abram responds by giving him a tenth of everything. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But look at Abram's response. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, With raised hand I have sworn an oath to the Lord, God most high, creator of heaven and earth, that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the strap of a sandal, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abram rich. Now why would he say that? Why is that why would that matter to him? Well, because because this guy's evil. This this is yeah. this is an evil bunch of folks. And he's not, you know, because God's the one that's going to make him well off. Bingo. Not this guy. God yeah. is going to get the glory. Yeah. God has made me who I am, yeah. not you. Yeah. I yeah. think that's huge. I mean, look at how much he's grown. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like we've got a brand new Abram. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, in verse 24, I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten and the share that belongs to the men who went with me to Anner, Eshkel, and Mamre. They went with him look at how the lord has blessed him mm-hmm. he said lot you pick whichever way you want to go god says don't worry abram i got you and abram knew to trust in him and he settled right where he needed to be he yep. was right in that place yep. around the people mm-hmm. he needed to be isn't that interesting absolutely in fact these people apparently loved him so much loved him enough i would say that they went with him mm-hmm. they went with him and 318 trained men to go fight five kings yeah and five that's, armies. That's a real that. Those are real friends. Yeah. I'm, I'm like I. I don't care what. You, those are real friends. Yeah. Well, I think I think the 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 whole gist of all of this tonight is is that the decisions you make matter. Oh yeah. They matter. Yeah. How you make them matters. That's right. Who you're making them about matters, because people are going to be affected, and that does matter. That's if right. you're a father, if you're a husband, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a businessman. The decisions you make matter, and they have to be made the right way. They have to be made with God in mind, with with help that comes from people that have been there before, and then and then including people that that are close to you. Yeah, you, you have to make these. You know, Lot doesn't, and if it hadn't been for Abram, he would have lost his life here. Could have yeah. lost his life here. At the at the best, you and, have been and a it slave. ain't over yet. Yeah, it's it's still coming. There's still some more yet coming, but <laughs> yeah. but this this. And it's it's amazing how this the the decision that Lot makes is not done here. He made a bad decision, and it's not done here. No. It's still going to be Abram's going to have to come back after him again in a, in a while, and he could lose his life this time, and his whole family is going to be affected this next time. His family's affected this time, but his wife's going to die this next time. You know, and it's all because of this decision he made. He made it because I want the twinkling stuff. I want the shiny stuff. Give me the shiny stuff. Rather than praying and looking to the Lord to handle the things that needed to be that's done. That's right. And if that's where you're at, folks, if you're if you're making decisions based on the shiny stuff and not the decisions that we make for the that the Lord tell me what to do. If you are making the decisions based on what pleases you. Yeah. Watch out. You could be in trouble. Yeah. You could be in trouble. Satan knows that. 
But if you're making decisions based on what God has promised, if you're making decisions based off prayer, if you're making decisions looking to the Father and saying, Father, what pleases you? Yeah. How can I best accomplish the missions yeah. that you have set before me? Mm-hmm. And if you're married and have kids, you've got missions set before yeah. you. Boy, that's correct. You've been entrusted, blessed with children, and responsible to Definitely bring right. them Absolutely right. up in faith to follow Christ. Look, I'm telling you now, if you are leaving the if you're leaving the decision for your children to follow Christ up to them when they turn 18, you're in trouble. You're you're in, a, you're in a lot of trouble. If you're, you're not raising them up as disciples, you're going to be in trouble. Yep. And you're not going to enjoy what happens. Yep. yep. No. It's that simple. And, we, and how, you're young. I've seen it way too many times. I've seen, I've seen the, the, the decisions that were made that you can track them back and see where the decisions were made. Yeah. And you can see the, the upheaval and the chaos that has happened progressively as you go along in these decisions and and the people that were affected i think i think let's cap it out and let's say this draw close to god and to draw close to him you need to be in the word you need to be you need to be a diligent student of the word you need to know what he's promised you you need to stand on those promises you need to resist the devil and you need to be in prayer absolutely and if you're close around if you're here close in town we'd love to meet you we'd love for you to come by and visit with us Anytime, we'd love to. We'd love to just hear from you. Uh, say, hey, I think you're doing a great job, or hey, I think y'all stink it up. You know, whatever, whatever you think. If there's you know. any way that we can help you, if there's Absolutely. anything that Absolutely. we can do, if there's prayers you need, whatever it is, we ask that you let us know. Hey, we've we've waded into garbage decisions before that people have made and tried to help fix. You know, try to do, you know, the thing kind of kind of the same thing that Abram does. Takes the 318. We've done that before, lots of times. The reality is the church is a hospital for broken people. That's exactly right. If you've made these bad decisions, if you haven't lived up to what God has called you, if you've failed in some way, the church is for you. Come join us because we're all broken. Come join because we're We're all all there. We've all done that. We've been been there. there, And we can help you climb out of the hole. That's absolutely true. Let's pray. Yes, sir. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this this, uh, part of text. For these two chapters where we see Lot making a bad decision and it and it really affecting him and it's gonna this is not gonna go away yet. It's gonna come a time when it's gonna it's gonna really affect his family. And I just pray, Father, that for all of us that that were reading this tonight, mm-hmm. all of us that are that were watching, Father, there's been there's some people that made some bad decisions and they're being haunted by them. I pray for for those folks. I pray that they'll reach out to us and they'll reach out to to they'll reach out to you and that they'll they'll include you in the in the recovery process you know in the healing process that's going to have to happen because of the decisions that some of them have made bless them father encourage them lift them up and help us to be ready when they call and and when they need our help and it's in the name of your holy son we pray amen amen